Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Michael Pittman Jr. had a career year with the Indianapolis Colts in 2023 and is set to hit the free agent market in March. Will Pittman be back with the Colts in 2024 and beyond, or will he take his talents somewhere else? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and as always, I'm joined here by my fellow writer and analyst at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, uh, I think it's 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 safe to say Michael Pittman Jr., was the catalyst for the Indianapolis Colts offense for most of the season, uh, if not for 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 all of the 2023 season, because it seemed like whenever Pittman got going, the Colts offense got going. So uh, it, it's going to be a big decision for the Colts here this spring, uh, whether Michael Pittman comes back or not. And 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 I think it could definitely shape uh, what the Colts do this offseason. But how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, and I absolutely agree. Um, you know, he had 109 catches on the season. The team altogether had 355 total, and there are a lot of eligible guys for for that total of catches. So he basically had like oh, almost a third of the team's catches, and that really puts in you know to perspective what he means to the team. I mean, Josh Downs was second with 68, and then it's a distant Alec Pierce with 32. So you talk about a guy that dominated the wide receiver core for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, hell, I would challenge someone to really show me another team where there was just such a lopsided amount of targets thrown to one dude, you know, and then that guy just goes out there and consistently performs with two different quarterbacks now totaling seven for his short career, man. I really think he's earned a contract and we're going to discuss that today. Yeah, and I think it's going to be one of the top priorities for the Indianapolis Colts this offseason is making sure that that Michael Pittman Jr. or trying to ensure that Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, that situation gets taken care of. So we're going to talk about that all tonight, but we're going to get started out first with our first super chat from the CFO himself, Patrick Gry. Patrick's not going to be here live with us tonight because he says, in Disney World this week with the family, but sending this for Drake anyway. Drink up. So you 
you can you can always count on Patrick uh, uh, to send his regards, whether he can join us live or not. Appreciate all the support, Patrick, as always. Uh, that you definitely earned the name of CFO. NFL Nerd says that Patrick won the Super Bowl. That's why he's going to Disney World, uh, as the old saying goes. Good nice. to see you here. Stats Matt, what's up, guys? Better not see a negative Nancy tonight. Stats Matt, we already know where he stands in this whole Pittman debate of if the Colts should re-sign and bring back Pittman. Uh, and I'm sure he will go, he'll go to battle in the chat if people think otherwise. And then we've got Quentin here as well. Good to see you, buddy. As always, we thank you for all of your support. So we'll dive into everything surrounding Michael Pittman, give the scouting report on Pittman, talk about his importance to the Colts, what that contract extension might look like. And then Drake and I are going to predict and kind of give our thoughts whether we think Michael Pittman Jr. will be back with the Indianapolis Colts in 2024 and beyond. But if you haven't done so, please go follow us on all of our socials like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I go live every Monday and Thursday night or for the occasional breaking news episodes so you never miss us live. And if you can't catch us here on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on here as well. So make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star view so we can reach other Colts fans just like you. Now, before we dive into Michael Pittman Jr., we have the winners of our giveaway to announce. So last Ooh. Thursday's episode, uh, we, we talked to you guys about a, a special Madden giveaway. Uh, we had two copies of Madden 24 to give out, one for Xbox, one for PlayStation. Uh, asked you to kind of to make sure you're following all of us, subscribe on YouTube. And, and tonight we are going to announce the winners. So we'll start out with the Xbox side. Plenty of entries here. And, and according to the random generator that I put everybody's entries in, Ryan Harrison Jr. is the lucky winner for the Xbox code at Ryan Harrison Jr. on tw on X. Uh, uh, so I will be sure to DM you that code. Congratulations, buddy. We appreciate all of your support. Uh, we're going to send you that code directly after uh, this episode. And then on the play PlayStation side of things, you'll never guess who it was. Truitt trust our loyal listener Truitt uh, uh the man that said hey if I win, don't give me the code. Well, true it. You're, you're such a loyal listener. Uh, you always provide us with super chats and, and you're always in the discussion. We're giving that code to you regardless. So if you would like to give it to somebody else, by all means, that's your prerogative, but we will be DMing you that code after the show here. So congrats to Ryan. Congrats to Truitt. And thank you guys all for the support. And I'll be getting those codes out to you ASAP later this evening. So cap on the sticks, play some Madden, maybe uh, start a franchise, get Anthony Richardson up to a 99 overall, take the Colts okay. to a Super Bowl, uh, and have some fun here during the downtimes of the NFL calendar. So, Drake, now that we've got that out of the way, we've given out our Madden codes. Let's dive right into it. Talk about Michael Pittman Jr.'s future with the Indianapolis Colts. So, uh, like I said, career year for Michael Pittman Jr. Looking at the stats here, 109 catches for 1,152 yards, four touchdowns in 2023. And, and as we had talked about it uh, an episode ago, you had mentioned it, seven. And I, and I quote because uh, I remember this since it was one of our, our shorts that we put out. 
Michael Pittman Jr. has seven freaking quarterbacks that has thrown him the ball in his career uh, and five quarterbacks just in the past two years alone. So uh, just pretty incredible numbers for a guy that really hasn't had quarterback consistency uh, uh, since he was a rookie in the NFL. Uh, so let's let's just talk about the importance to start out, the importance of Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, to this Colts offense, what you saw this year, Drake. Yeah, um, I mean he's it's pretty it's pretty obvious, right? But everything. I mean, he's he was he was everything during the 2023 season. And I I always like to go back to the Atlanta Falcons game because he wasn't playing in that game. He he, you know, originally got hit in the Pittsburgh Steelers game coming down for a diving pass. He got his head rung pretty hard and then he was good to go and then he's reported you know hey i'm not really feeling that well i'm feeling a little dizzy reported symptoms of a concussion so they they sat him out and holy cow it was a completely different offense Mm -hmm. the guys who dominated the targets and the catches were will mallory and kylan granson if i don't you know if i remember correctly and so he's absolutely earned you know the wide receiver one tag in the nfl And when you talk about, again, you talk about those seven quarterbacks, he started his rookie year with just 40 catches, okay? Then 88 with Carson Wentz, then 99 last year, now 109, okay? So he just continues to ascend. It doesn't matter who's coaching. And by the way, now three head coaches this dude's played for. So he's had just constant change, constant quarterback change, coaching change, scheme change. I mean, there's been constant shufflings on the offensive line. Jonathan Taylor's been in and out. So, you know, the ground game really does. If you have an effective ground game, it helps the passing game and it helps the receivers. It doesn't matter what's going on. Michael Pittman just continues to produce the one knock on him is his touchdown numbers aren't anything that's going to, you know, blow your mind, you know, through four seasons, he's got 15 on the, uh, you know, in his career, but the guy just continues to produce week in week out there for a while. He had like seven or eight straight games with eight eight catches or more. That's just ridiculous, okay? And he averaged almost 10 targets a game. He had 156 targets in 16 games. That's bonkers. So you talk about a go-to guy. That's it right there. And one last thing, defenses knew where the ball was going. And he still went out there and made plays. And this is all the while your next best receiver is a rookie slot receiver that we didn't even think was going to start. All right, so Michael Pittman, man, you give that guy another solid weapon, or if Alec Pierce can really make a jump in in year, uh, see, it'd be year three, he might even produce more. So, you know, I think that the Colts really do need to put an imperative on getting him back in a in an Indianapolis, you know, Colts uniform. I want to give a special shout out to Logan Schmidt. Glad the goat could join us here tonight uh, live for for the episode. Appreciate you joining us, buddy. Uh, but yeah, Drake, you, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth there when I because I was going to talk about that that Atlanta Falcons game as well. You know, when when Pittman was out with the concussion, it just seemed like the the offense came to to an absolute crawl. You know, and and with as many targets as Pittman received this year. That just kind of alone shows the importance of Pittman to this offense. You know, a high volume guy usually getting targeted around 10 to 12 times a game. 
So, and, and, and we'll, we'll dive into this more in the weaknesses. A lot of people look at his, uh, 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 his stats and, and, and look at the yards and, you know, with that many targets and everything, why doesn't he have more yards? Well, it's kind of what the Colts were asking him to do, play that, that short game, short to intermediate game and, and pick up those, those tough yardage. So, so yeah, I think Michael Pittman was, was crucial to this, to the Colts success. You know, a lot of times on third down, that's where Gardner Minshew would turn to. That's where Anthony Richardson would turn to was michael pittman jr so when when he's out of there you you definitely notice you don't have an alpha wide receiver that you could go to when when pittman isn't there so i think it, the the loss would be would be felt in a major way if pittman wasn't re-signed or or wasn't brought back to this colts team in in, in the spring so but let's talk about what michael pittman does so well and and why he's so important to this offense so so drake in your mind after watching michael pittman pretty much every single snap of my michael pittman's career since he came into the league in 2020 Let, let's dive through his what what his strengths are and 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 how how that has developed uh not only just as he's gone along but but especially now under shane steichen and then in, in this steichen offense man his, like what really jumps out to me is just his his strength like i mean he's a real big issue to, to handle physically like he's going to outbody you he's going to outmuscle you he can probably box you out on button hooks he he's just a big body dude 6'4 220 plus pounds I mean he's just a real physical problem for a lot of defensive backs that really aren't as big as him and he also is a crisp route runner he's an underrated route runner and I think that he's also a 50-50 ball guy you just haven't really seen a lot of it you saw most of that actually with with Carson Wentz because Wentz would just chuck the ball down the field Rivers was at the end of his career. You know, Ryan really wasn't that guy for some reason. And then, of course, neither was Ellinger or Foles. Foles was, but he couldn't find anybody. Um, so Minshew, okay, loved to target Pittman. But, again, he didn't have a lot of those deep plays. But you talk about the 50-50 ball ability. Look no further than the Baltimore Ravens game. And there, multiple times this season he showed this, right? But, I mean, that was it. I mean, he had his helmet ripped completely off, comes down with the play. And it inevitably leads to a Matt Gay game-winning field goal, you know, like down the road. So, I mean, he's he's also, I think, a great blocker. I think that he is willing to block. And I think for a wide receiver, which a lot of guys at wide receiver, they're they're really not great blockers. I do think that he is a great blocker and he's willing to do it, which a lot of times if you're just willing to do it at wide receiver, you're probably going to be pretty good at it because you're hitting defensive backs and safeties for the most part. So I think that those are the things he does really well. But, man, his hands. His hands are just great. You know, I know that there was a, a knock. I, I can't remember if it was last year. Oh, this guy can't catch the ball. He's dropping balls left and right. Where? What the hell were they watching? I mean, this guy is is about as, as efficient as you can get. 70% last year, nearly 70%, basically 69.9 uh, this most recent season as far as catch efficiency. So he's doing it, and he's getting targeted constantly, and he's pretty much the only real threat, not to say Downs isn't going to get there. But yeah, man, his his hands, his physicality, route running, 50-50 ball ability. And he also is a bruiser after after you know the catch. So I think that those things, and amongst others, but those are really what stick out to me as his strengths. Yeah, I, I think definitely definitely his hands stick out. You know, a lot of people talk about drops. Well, you when you look at pro football fo what pro football focus has to say about Michael Pittman, I think he only had like a 4.4%, like a drop percentage this year. One of the highest in the NFL only accounted for four or five drops on the season. Uh, when, and especially when you have, 
over 160 targets, you know, that's that's a pretty good percentage, you know. Uh, so Michael Pittman's hands really aren't the question. You know, it seems like whenever it's close to him, he, he brings it in. But for, for 96% of the time, um, you, you talk about how physical he is. I mean, six foot four, over 220 pounds, I think 223, 225. Big, big physical wide receiver. Isn't afraid of, of contact. Uh, usually it's, it's not the first guy that can bring him down. Usually it takes a couple guys to bring Michael Pittman Jr down he he runs like his father the former tampa bay running back michael pittman senior ran i mean you do you know if you you know who i'm talking about michael pittman senior is famous for having absolute pythons for for arms massive biceps and he would just run through you michael pittman jr has that same that that, that kind of that same uh demeanor you know he he actually started out coming up through the ranks of football as a running back you know, but but when you grow to be six foot four and 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 have those those long arms and that catching ability, you're you're best suited as not a running back, what a wide receiver. And and Michael Pittman Sr. kind of steered him that way to be a wide receiver, saying, you know, you're gonna have a longer career as a wide receiver, making more money as a wide receiver as well. And and Pittman Pittman kind of took that to heart. He was he was sad at first because he wasn't gonna be able to be a running back, but but he understood and now he's become uh a, a, a fantastic wide receiver in the NFL after being a second round pick out of USC. So talk about his hands, his physicality. You mentioned the blocking ability. I think Michael Pittman is a very good blocker. I wouldn't say he's a, an elite blocker by any means for the Colts, but but very good at the at the uh, at the wide receiver position. And then just just where where he he excels. You talked about the 50-50 balls, which I think the Colts don't use him enough on as far as uh, uh deep shots down the field. And and I'll kind of explain that here in a bit. But but really those short to intermediate, those intermediate throws, you know, going across the middle. Uh, he's not afraid to take a shot uh, across the middle. Uh, he's, he's pretty fearless in, in that regard. But just being that security blanket, you know, he's the perfect possession wide receiver in today's NFL and for the Shane Steichen offense, you know, that perfect X wide receiver that, that Steichen wants, Steichen loves. And, and that's why you see the Colts going to Pittman over and over and over again to move those chains. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I know Ballard mentioned in his press conferences. You know, we need to be more explosive. That, you keep hearing that from Stike, and you heard it all offseason. You heard it from Ballard in his press conference. And, you know, Pittman really needed somebody else that could fit that bill because, like you said, he is that possession wide receiver, and he's about as secure as it gets, and he's really good over the middle. That's like his bread and butter is just finding finding holes in zones, and, and a lot of times he's also pretty good at, at separation. I know that bigger corners can probably – at times maybe give him some issues just because, you know, they match up well with him size-wise, but that's few and far between. There's not corners that are as big as Michael Pittman just growing on trees. So he's also good at separation, and again, he's about as reliable as you're going to get. He just gets targeted constantly, and more often than not, man, I mean, 109 catches out of 156 targets, that's pretty damn efficient. And we don't, we haven't mentioned his leadership ability either. Michael Pittman has really taken over as a leader in that wide receiver room. He's the elder statesman in that wide receiver room. And not only has Pittman talked about kind of growing into that role, Reggie Wayne has seen it too. Reggie has talked about it on multiple occasions, how Pitt is a dog and he's the leader of that room. He keeps people accountable and he gets on people if they're not, if they're not focused, they're not dialed in. So it's something that, that I think Pittman who, who 
was has was came into the league as a quiet guy, uh, uh, someone that that really didn't like to speak in front of people, and a lot of that was because growing up he he had a speech impediment. You know, he had a he had a he had a stutter, but he's grown he's grown out of that. He's learned to to embrace that, learned to 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 not make that a part of himself anymore, and he's really taken on a leadership role in that locker room, which is great to see. Now weakness wise drake you you kind of talked about his route running and i would agree there i think he's a he's a crisp route runner but i do think he needs to he he can still work on creating more separation you know because there there are times where where it seems like Pittman can get can can make things a little bit difficult just because he doesn't create the separation that that other wide receivers can you know uh he's he's certainly not a burner he's not going to beat you down the field but that's where that that big body that leaping ability comes in hand i would love to see the colts take more deep shots to michael Pittman. you know not just strictly use him as the short to intermediate receiver you know i understand alec pierce is is a deep ball threat and he's probably your deep ball is your your best deep ball wide receiver but open things up with michael Pittman too you get one-on-one coverage on the outside and you can send you you, you've got Pittman deep send it to him you know, get it out there. Let the big six foot four guy climb the ladder. We've seen him do it, like you said, against Baltimore. We saw him do it against uh, Tennessee a couple years ago. Uh, we've seen him do it against San Francisco in the in the bomb cyclone uh, against Baltimore. So he can go up there and make those big plays. You just got to give him some of those opportunities. So I think that would be that would be the 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 weaknesses or or maybe the uh, if people want to want to talk about uh that uh, uh some of his cl- uh, go against his claim of why he shouldn't be paid as a number one wide receiver as stats matt said uh weakness isn't the twitchy guy so his routes don't look as flashy i think he likes to use his physicality and that leads to him allowing it to happen instead of avoiding it which i think is a good point so so drake where do you think are some of the weaknesses in, in michael Pittman's game or areas that he just needs to clean up in general I love what stats Matt said about twitchiness. Like he's not, he's not that, you know, quick win guy. Um, and if he does create separation, it is with more physicality, but I don't, this is more, this is more like as a ball carrier, he's not an elusive guy. Okay. He's probably more often than not going to make you miss. He's probably just going to try to run through you. Okay. So he's not a very, I agree. he's not a very elusive ball carrier or, or guy after the catch, but he's also not the fastest and he's not the most explosive receiver now i think that that last one has been more of a product of just constant changes at quarterback i'd agree right because when he had carson wentz he looked pretty explosive at times you know anthony richardson you can't help but just assume he's probably going to be more explosive but when you got these shorter you know safer passers the best example is gardner Minshew. he's going to be a possession guy through and through that's what he's going to do he's going to get a lot of short completions he's going to get a lot of targets that are you know underneath 10 yards that's just how it's going to be so i think that last one's more of a product of he needs he needs anthony richardson but again he's like you said he's not going to he's not going to create I guess, like technical separation, like against the bigger body defensive backs or even defensive backs like Sauce Gardner, who would probably be quicker, the quicker, twitchier cornerbacks. Yes, Yes, they'll be able to stay right on his hip. So the big physical corners and the really skilled, quick, fast corners that can keep up with pretty much anybody, Pittman could struggle against them, which again, that's where you really hope that, you know, you can just get another guy that can, you know, 
kind of also take the top off of a defense or, you know, divert their attention elsewhere. Because if Pittman does face somebody that's, you know, an elite cornerback, it could be, it could be, you know, an issue for him at the end of the day, because he's the only threat that's out there right now. And I do think you can see things potentially open up when you have a healthy Anthony Richardson back there, because you, you think of the quarterbacks throughout, throughout his career, you know, if uh, Philip Rivers at the end of his career, not much in, not much of an arm. You know what I'm talking about? So, so it wasn't much down the field. And, and at that point, T.Y. Hilton was still the number one wide receiver uh, uh, for, for the team. Going to 2021, he did have more explosive plays, but he had a big arm, Carson Wentz. 2022, Matt Wright, whose arm was, was pretty much shot at that point. Uh, uh, when you talk about then Nick Foles, not, not much different. Sam Ellinger, certainly not a big arm. Anthony Richardson kind of a little bit different story there, but then Gardner Minshew caught the steps in, not exactly the best deep ball thrower either. So a, a lot of it will depend on the quarterback. You likely with a bigger arm quarterback that's willing to take some shots, you're going to get more explosive plays. I also think it's, 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 Stike and allowing him to open up the playbook and open up his route tree a little bit, making sure uh, he does mix in some deep shots to Michael Pittman there just to test things, keep the defense honest, open things up. And and I, I think we will see more of that in 2024 if Pittman does return for the Colts. But there's the thing. Will Pittman return for the Indianapolis Colts? Because when, when we talked to Pittman at the end of the season, he said he would love to return to Indy. Uh, he's loved his four years here, uh, but but he's excited to, to test free agency since he's never done it before. And he's going to do his due diligence and 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 make sure that he uh, he really checks out every avenue because he wouldn't be doing his himself, his family. Uh, he'd be doing them a disservice if he didn't make the best possible possible choice for for him and his family so there is still a chance that Pittman could go out there and and test free agency certainly uh, likely if the Colts aren't able to strike a deal before that happens or if the Colts are going to want him to go let allow him to go out there and test the market and kind of see what his value is so so Drake I want to I really want to know what your opinion on this is do you think it's a smart move for the Colts to let Pittman go out there and test free agency or or do you think that that it's kind of playing with fire and then they really need to lock Pittman up before he, before that time comes. So that way other teams can't really try to get their hands on him. It's not, uh, it's not smart. Right. But it's more of like, think like I'll put it this way. Anthony Richardson wants him back. Okay. Chris Ballard clearly wants him back. Okay. I'm assuming Shane Steichen. Once and back, he dominated the target share. He dominated the offense. Okay. Um, I, I think that this is more of a rapport thing. I think that, you know, Chris Ballard did it with Taylor. You know, he let him go out there and seek a trade, you know, seek a trade. And, and so I think that he's just doing Pittman a solid here. I think that, you know, he's being respectful and, and, you know, you don't want to be the kind of GM that's that, you know, <laughs> creates a real big dissension between your front office and your best receiver. Okay. So they've treated Pittman very well. Okay. And he's gone out there and produced under ridiculously just chaotic circumstances at the most important like parts of the team, be it the coach and the quarterback. So I don't think it's smart, but I think that it's needed. I know that sounds weird, but I just don't think he's going anywhere. I think that the Colts are so confident that they're going to retain him. And I think he wants to stay with this team. He's seen nothing but change. You can't tell me Pittman doesn't want to have Shane Steichen again, okay, with Jonathan Taylor again, 
and Anthony Richardson healthy with that offensive line that has appeared to come back to form. I think that he wants to stay. I just think that, you know, it's like, hey, this is, you know, you're coming off of your rookie contract here. You know, this is your first big opportunity to go seek it, you know, seek a big contract. And I think that, you know, don't get me wrong. He's worth he's going to be worth a lot. Right. But I just I think this is more of a confidence move from the Colts. And I think they're just being respectful and letting him do his thing. But ultimately, I I I don't think anything's going to happen. I think that he's going to remain a Colt. I I think it's a very I think it's a calculated risk. Uh, for the if the Colts want to allow him to test free agency, yeah. But ultimately, I think it could it could really bite the Colts in the in the butt if 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 okay, they do this fair. as well because you know go out there and and if there is it there it only takes one team to go out there and be willing to really overpay for Michael Pittman Jr. Go out there and and really. And, and throw maybe 26 27 million dollars at michael Pittman jr you know i'm not saying that's what's going to happen but but they, you, you you never say never you know and and there there could be could be just a team out there so when when you're doing that it he could become more more expensive and then all of a sudden you have a major hole at the wide receiver position if you do not bring back Michael Pittman Jr. Because like we mentioned earlier, when Pittman went down, I mean, yes, Josh Downs, you think he can be turned into a a, a fantastic wide receiver. Uh, Alec Pierce, you know what he can do as a deep threat. The rest of his game still kind of up in the air. Behind that, there's really nothing. And, and the Colts would have to be relying on, on getting – a, a, a very good rookie wide receiver probably in the first round you know then their hands would probably be tied in that aspect because you don't have a ty hilton to fall back on like when the colts drafted michael Pittman jr so you'd, you'd really be be putting yourself in a box there sure there is free agency i mean would you want to go try to go pay for a Mike Evans, a T Higgins, bring somebody in there like that. But at that point, why don't you just keep Pittman? You know, T Higgins and Michael Pittman, practically the same player. And you know Pittman. You know he's going to be reliable for you. So I think it's 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 very risky. And and like you mentioned, Chris Bauer made it clear he wants him back. Uh, Pittman said that he would love to be back. Anthony Richardson said he hopes he's back. Shane Steichen said he hopes he's 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 back as well. And and Steichen mentioned it multiple times throughout the year, his affinity for Michael Pittman Jr. So it's it's just it's it's very risky. And I don't know if if the Colts really want to put themselves in a box there, because again, you you let Michael Pittman go and you don't have a, a an answer to replace him. That's not really doing your rookie quarterback that you're or your soon to be second year quarterback that you're investing all of this time all of this money and, and and building this team around that's doing him a major disservice as well and it's not going to be good for his development so so let's talk about what a contract could possibly look like so uh, i was looking at numbers earlier today and then according to to Spotrack, which is a very good website that usually gets gets these guys market value fairly fairly, okay. fairly close uh they're predicting that michael pittman jr will sign a four-year 90 million dollar contract around 22.7 million on an average annual value uh so that would put him around nine or tenth ninth or tenth uh, as far as top wide receivers uh go for for contracts so so drake what do you think do you think that's accurate or, or what kind of contract are you expecting it's going to take for michael Pittman to be re-signed by the colts yeah um you know <laughs> 
before I answer that, I, you know, look at, look at us disagreeing. It's not often that we disagree, but like now, after you mentioned, you know, it's kind of risky. Washington commanders right now have $84 million in cap space. The new England Patriots have $70 million in cap space. I mean, those two teams right there, I mean, Houston and Tennessee, he's not going to go. I don't think that, I don't think he'd go to a divisional opponent, but I mean, those two teams stick out, but you know, I, I think that it's going to look, that's actually pretty good. Uh, 22.7 million. That's pretty good. I would say though, that, you know, there could be a team that pays like 24 or 25 million a year. Maybe it's four years, $100 million. I mean, I'm looking right here um, on Spotrack right now, and it says comparable players to Michael Pittman. We've selected the following players based on age contract and statistical prediction or statistical production to compare Michael Pittman Jr. to. Those names include A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, D.J. Moore, and Terry McLaurin. Those are four dominant receivers. Okay, so I think that it's going to be between – it's going to be four years. Okay, I think that that's on the money, but it's going to be between like four years and $90 million or like four years, and if you really overpay for him, like $106 million or something like that. But it's going to be between like 22 and I would say – about $26 million a year. I think that fits perfectly, and I think he's earned it. Stats Matt in the chat says he's going with four years, $92.5 million. I'm going to go just underneath that. I'm going to go four years, $92 million. That probably puts that on an average annual value of about $23 million a year. So I'm going to go just a little bit higher than Spotrack, I think, to get it over to get it over the edge. But but again, that puts Pittman solidly within the top 10 on average annual value for wide receivers. So so I and I think that's probably what it's going to take to get to get that done. You know, this is kind of what the Colts get for for waiting and to re-sign Michael Pittman, waiting till this year was done. I, I think you could probably have gotten it done for around 18 to 19 million dollars per year before this season began if the Colts re-signed him this, this past summer. But he goes out there, he has a career year, and he shows growth in, in a lot of aspects of his game. So because of that, I, I think he not only uh uh Will, will command more money, but I think he's earned that money and he deserves that money, that extra money. So it may seem like a lot, guys. It may seem like a lot to for, for Michael Pittman Jr. Three years, or I'm sorry, four years, $92 million. That's the going rate for a wide receiver one in the NFL these days. So uh, that's why you have to kind of plan on these things. You can't say be talking about going out and, and, and potentially getting Mike Evans and, and bringing him in with Michael Pittman because then you're paying wide receivers 50 because Mike Evans, probably another $25 million a year. You're talking about close to $50 million in two wide receivers. So it, it makes cap gymnastics a little a little difficult. So, And I'm sure the Colts could get that, but then you've got to think there's still like Grover Stewart, Kenny Moore the second. Those guys need to be paid too. So it's going to be just interesting how the Colts maneuver some of this this cap space and and how they use it. But but I think they're top. They kind of are into our next question here of how high of of a priority is Michael Pittman Jr. on their offseason list. The way that Chris Ballard talked, again, this is one of the nuggets that I really focused in on because Ballard doesn't BS at the mic. He tells you what he's thinking. And if he doesn't, he hints at it. And, and he just flat out came out and said it, you know, 
bringing back Michael Pittman Jr. is a priority, and and we want to have him back. So Michael Pittman Jr. is probably is probably their top priority this offseason as far as 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 candidates and in-house free agents that they want to re-sign. 26 years old, he's an ascending player. He's getting better each and every year. And again, without consistent quarterback play, you put Anthony Richardson in there, Drake, and and you can create this connection as Anthony Richardson gets better and and develops as Michael Pittman continues to 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 kind of work on his game. Uh, uh, just this the type of person he is, not only on the field but in the locker room. It's just a perfect pit, and I think he uh, fit, and I think he is the top priority for the Indianapolis Colts this offseason, and as he should be for considering where this Colts team is and 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 where they're going as a team. Yeah, and you know we we've kind of beat it, you know, through the ground, you know, the the Atlanta Falcons game. But I'll I'll talk about kind of something you mentioned. You drafted Anthony Richardson. Okay, and you drafted him for the long term. You also signed Steichen, I believe, to, and of course, it can always change, you know, midway through. But like a six-year contract. Okay, you have Jonathan Taylor still, I would say, in his prime. You just signed him. Okay, you still have some younger pieces on that offensive line. I know Kelly's, you know, over thirty at this point, but that offensive line overall is still pretty, you know, pretty young, all things considered. So you're you're also looking at just one more real big pass catcher playmaker, explosive player, you know, a wide receiver, or, you know, if Jelani Woods can return, you know, you've got him too. You're only like one playmaker away from this offense being something that could be absolutely special. Okay. You let Michael Pittman go. It really knocks that down a lot of pegs, man. Okay. And I think, I think that the number one priority is you want someone that's reliable for Anthony Richardson to be able to throw the ball to. And that guy is Michael Pittman. He's done it with a bunch of different quarterbacks. You can't tell me he can't do it with Anthony Richardson too. So it's absolutely number one. I know that Grover is a huge priority, big run defender. Kenny Moore is, is their best corner. You know, even Julian Blackman, while we think he he's probably the odd man out, if they can figure out a way to sign him, they're probably going to do it. But man, none of those guys, none of those guys, and I hate to say it, are the priority that Michael Pittman Jr. is just because of how important wide receivers are in an in a passing league. I mean, we we've seen it time and time again. These wide receivers can really shine and help quarterbacks that aren't even you know upper tier guys look that way. I mean, you know, you saw it with Drake London, who I think is going to be like Michael Pittman with Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter. I mean, good lord. And, Michael Pittman is without question, number one priority. You got to retain him. And if you don't, like you said, that's going to take a huge hit to this offense and it could set them back a season or two. And guys, I know they're the Colts to have holes across this roster still that they have to fill. But again, it's, it hasn't changed since last April. It's all about Anthony Richardson and, and how are you going to put Anthony Richardson in the best position to succeed? and allowing his number one wide receiver to walk without anyone currently on the roster that that you can you can confidently say will step in to that role that's that's just that's roster building malpractice in my opinion do you talk about mike uh, mike evans sure he's a big name that you'd like to bring in number one mike evans after where the, the buccaneers have gone i don't even know if he leaves uh tampa bay at this point and he's 30 years old you know he's on he's on the back end of his career that really doesn't help the colts out any michael Pittman's 26 you know just kind of entering the prime years of his of his nfl career 
T Higgins viable option, but at the same time, T Higgins, he does a lot of the same things Michael Pittman does. And you've had Michael Pittman in the building for, for four years. You haven't had T Higgins in the building. So wouldn't you just want to keep the guy that's been in your building and you know what you're going to get with that guy and who's already started building a chemistry with Anthony Richardson? Uh, I think that's my thinking on the situation, but it's prediction time, Drake. As of, let's say we're talking in, in March, end of March, early April, is Michael Pittman Jr. a cult for the long term? Yes or no? And how do you think it gets done? Um, absolutely is my <laughs> answer. And I think it gets done with, I, I like what I like yours and Stats Matt's uh, prediction of, of about four, year, four years, 92, $92.5 million. Look, I know that you mentioned uh, T. Higgins. T. Higgins has also had Jamar Chase uh, on the same core as him and Joe Burrow throwing him the freaking football. I mean, Michael Pittman hasn't had anything close to that. Mm -hmm. So God knows what happens if you put T Higgins in a number one role with, with a developing quarterback. So I think that it is, it's going to get done. I would a timeline you, you thought originally it's going to happen right after the season's over. Right. But now you're kind of thinking, you know, you really don't know. I would assume it's once he's he's you know kind of kind of gone out there and see what's av seen seen what's available. And um, I, I do also think that if a team makes a makes a bid on him, I just think that the Colts are going to try to beat it. Which now that I'm thinking about it, goes back to your argument of it might be a little foolish that they let him go out there. But regardless, I think it's going to get done. It's going to be between that 23 million and 25 million dollar a year mark. And again, he's earned it, and you cannot stress it enough that you don't want Anthony Richardson to walk into year two without number 11 out there. That could be disastrous, man. Exactly. Sarah coming in here with her prediction. She says, I think four Ooh, years, 90 million for Pittman Jr. Now, as far as when it gets done, stats, Matt has an interesting thought. He says, yes, he'll, he'll be signed and he'll be signed the day before free agency starts. Deadlines always spur action. So that's a great point, Stats Matt, and, it, and it's an interesting one too, uh, because I was kind of thinking, you know, when 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 might this deal possibly get done for Pittman and the Colts if if they're able to come to a long term extension, and and I'm not, sh I, I, I'm almost thinking it might come a little bit before that. I I think it, it's probably going to come closer to the franchise tag deadline. Uh, not exactly. I don't think it's going to come all the way up to, to free agency. And, but I do think Michael Pittman said, you know, if, if I'm tagged publicly, he said, if I'm tagged, I'm not going to be mad about $23 million. Uh, but at the same time, you don't necessarily want to play on it, but you know, you also got to think who his agent is, David Mulligetta, who was the guy that was able to uh, uh, establish and negotiate the fully guaranteed contract for Deshaun Watson. So he's a hell of an agent and, and he plays hardball at times. So uh, I, I'm almost thinking it's going to probably come closer to that franchise tag date uh, where the Colts will need to make a decision. You know, and and so you could look there, but I also love stats Matt stats Matt's idea the day before free agency starts because you, you, if the Colts don't want to really risk allowing him to go to free agency and potentially getting that huge deal, they're going to lock him up. But I, I've seen a lot of Colts fans on social media talking about just just 
oh, I, I'm really nervous that Pittman's going to go. And I understand that. There is a chance. Never say never. But I'm very, very confident. I'm really not losing sleep over Michael Pittman's free agency. I, I fully expect him to be back in a Colts uniform next year and, and beyond. You know, the Colts, Chris Ballard has always talked about, you know, Bill or keeping their own. They've done it with Jonathan Taylor, Quentin Nelson, uh, Braden Smith, Ryan Kelly. They gave a, a big contract to Shaquille Leonard. Michael Pittman's just the next one in a long line. Kenny Moore, Grover Stewart as well. I think those guys will be back, but they've also received contracts uh, uh, to keep them uh, in their homegrown the, uh, as, as a homegrown part of the Colts. I just think Michael Pittman's going to be the same way. I think he's going to get top 10 wide receiver money for now. Uh, I think it's probably going to be around – 20 million 23 million dollars a year on the average annual value and then that's going to lock up your wide receiver one long term now and and i think that that's just going to not only help help this offense stay together we're going to see michael pittman jr thrive but again the most important aspect of this Colts team and building this roster right now is helping Anthony Richardson. And when you keep your wide receiver one locked up with your, your young quarterback and they've already started to develop some good chemistry together, that, that that's huge. That is absolutely imperative for the Colts to do. And that's why I think Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be with the Colts for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and you have to think about what what is he going to look like with consistent quarterback play? What is he going to look like with consistent, you know, consistently good offensive play calling? This is a guy who is averaging, a, you know, over 80 catches a season, and he had 40 to start his career. That just shows you how, how much this dude has taken off. And you said it earlier, he just continues to get better. I think that the Colts need to keep him around, and I think that when I, I'm right there with you, when they keep him around, it's going to really help Anthony Richardson. And they're just about one more playmaker away from really making that offense exactly what Steichen and Ballard want it to be. And that is consistently explosive. And you know who that one playmaker is? As Unboxing Mania says, Brock Bowers. You know, my my guy, my guy. Listen, oh, man, let's, we need to get this start rolling. We need to get the Brock Bowers train rolling in Indianapolis. I feel oh, like man. I'm the only one pushing this agenda. Let's make oh, it happen. Oh, no, it'd be great. Colts need to draft Bar Brock Bowers. Unboxing Mania, uh, you have a friend in me, my brother. So <laughs> uh, so let's, let's talk about the latest Colts news and rumors here, Drake. And guys, Drake has a pretty full cup. So uh, we, we need to get that boy sipping on, on that drink what you what you sipping on tonight drake so uh it's actually um just I, I can't remember the brand but it's actually ginger it's non-alcoholic ginger beer but it's half and half with new amsterdam vodka so we're talking Ooh. a little bit of the uh crisper stuff here okay okay keeping it light i love it i love it so let's talk about the latest colts news and rumors and there's really only one thing that came out this weekend and it was about jim bob cooter you so not a guy you would really expect to be in the news, yeah. but reports are that Jim Bob Cooter could be an option for the Eagles offensive coordinator position. If their current offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson is either fired or, or moves on to in a different capacity uh, with another team. So uh, you're thinking, you know, why would the Colts allow that? Well, I mean, the Colts certainly can block it, especially since it is a, a, a lateral move you know, but something that, that Jim Bob Cooter would have in Philadelphia that he doesn't have in Indianapolis, 
play calling duties because Nick Sirianni does not call the plays for the Eagles. Shane Steichen does call the plays for the Colts. So Jim Bob Cooter went over to the Eagles. He would be able to call the plays as the offensive coordinator. And there is a connection there because Jim Bob Cooter was on the Eagles staff as a consultant uh, when Sirianni and, and Steichen were together over there as the e with the Eagles. So, um, uh, Drake, again, this is all kind of speculation at this point, but I mean, I could certainly see it, but I, I don't know if this is something that could, that will happen. I would say at this point, it's probably 50, 50, uh, of, of the Colts losing Jim Bob Cooter to the Eagles this off season. Yeah. And look, I know that Steichen calls the plays, but you know, JBC has been a, an integral part of developing Anthony Richardson along with quarterbacks coach cam turner and steichen and now i just saw that that brian callahan is going to they're finalizing a deal for him to become the next coach of the tennessee titans man okay so like this <laughs> i know jim bob cooter's not calling the plays but I, I think that you should at least try for one more year this is just an opinion i think you should try to keep that that core of offensive minded guys around because Jim Bob Cooter is still a part of of what the Colts are doing offensively. It's just Shane Steichen is the play caller. So, man, I, I think that given how how big of a collapse Philadelphia has had and just just I mean it was epic. And, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers walked into that game and beat the brakes off that team. And their defense looked like a, a, a top ten defense. And the Colts don't forget defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So. I think that the Eagles could really use a guy like JBC for sure. But man, I also think that the Colts would be letting go a good voice in that offensive room, a good voice in Shane Steichen's ear because he does still turn to JBC for some advice and for some offensive you know, creativity. So um, my opinion is I think you should block it, but it is a league where if you do even a little bit of good, there's a good chance that you're just going to find yourself in a different position with with more to do and, and potentially, you know, more of an upward trajectory. And who knows if he goes to Philly and and calls some incredible plays and gets them back on track, maybe he could be in line for a head coaching role down the road. And if that is something that could be of a possibility, maybe Philadelphia tries to make it happen and maybe the Colts allow it to happen. You never know. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Danielle, for her super sticker, doing her work to uh, get, to get Drake a little tipsy on this Monday evening. Appreciate all of your support. As, Monday, man, we got to. You know? As always. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, I mean, Brian Callahan being hired as the Tennessee Titans head coach, a guy that I pushed heavily for for the Colts last season uh, to hire uh, before Shane Steichen was ultimately named as the head coach. Uh, so that, that'll be something to watch down the line, and the Colts will have to face off against Brian Callahan. Allocan twice a year uh, for the foreseeable future. As Danielle says, clear it, Drake. <laughs> well, hey, you're going to have to get, uh, listen, we're going to have to get a few more drinks in here, a few more uh, uh, super chats in here before before Drake clears his drink. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think it would be interesting uh, for Jim Bob Cooter. And, and Skizzle asks a question, uh, what does Jim Bob Cooter do and and i've seen Very this question fair. a lot uh for for offensive coordinators who don't call plays now listen guys uh offensive coordinators their their lone job is just to call plays you know they are much more involved than that jim bob cooter helps base helps 
set up the game plan pretty or every single week for for Shane Steichen. Uh, He helps with the personnel groupings. He's the one that that is he's heavily involved with the quarterbacks and and with Anthony Richardson and and his work. So just because an offensive coordinator isn't calling plays on Sundays doesn't mean they're not doing anything. You know, Brian Callahan with the Cincinnati Bengals did not call plays. Zach Taylor called the plays and, and Zach Taylor was the one or and now Brian Callahan is a head coach in the NFL. So heavily involved with the game plan. Uh, Jim Bob Cooter has a big hand as far as working with Cam Turner and Anthony Richardson and the rest of the quarterbacks, personnel, uh, uh, helping with the scouting reports as well. So Jim Bob Cooter is a very vital part of what the Colts do on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, it would be, it would certainly be a big loss. And, And then there is thought, well, does Brian Johnson, the guy that Jim Bob Cooter would be replacing, does he come to the Indianapolis Colts? Because oh. Brian Johnson was the quarterback coach at Florida for Anthony Richardson in 2020. And, and Brian Johnson has worked with Shane Steichen in the past, uh, did wonders with as a QB coach for uh, Jalen Hurts uh, when Steichen was there. So do you think maybe like, would you think Cam Turner goes up to offensive coordinator under Steichen or uh, uh, say someone like Tom Manning, the tight ends coach who's been an offensive coordinator before at, at Iowa State? Does he get a shot at OC? That's just internal candidates. And then does Brian Johnson come on as a quarterback coach because he has that familiarity and, and he's worked with, with Richardson before and has has a past a history of working well with with like Jalen Hurts, we'll have to see. But right now it's all speculation. I saw the reports on NFL Network from Mike Garofolo of this, uh, so thought we would be a good discussion, but we don't even know if it's if it's going to happen. So we'll have to wait and see if Jim Bob Cooter actually leaves the Colts or if the Colts would block a potential potential uh, uh, move there because I know Shane Steichen is very, very high on Jim Bob Cooter and so is the rest of the offense. You know, a lot of the offensive the personnel, they love Jim Bob Cooter. He's the leader of that offensive coaching staff uh, uh, under uh, uh, sh- under Shane Steichen and and the, the, the players really love playing for him too. So it would be a bigger loss than than people think. But but back to the uh, t- kind of the crux and the, the main topic of our episode, Drake, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, while, while some fans may be nervous, I don't think they should be. I fully expect Pittman to be back wearing number 11 for the Indianapolis Colts next season and, and continuing to rise as a wide receiver. And hopefully this time with a healthy Anthony Richardson, uh, throughout 2024 and beyond. Yeah. And, and again, I I'm right there with you because you drafted Anthony Richardson for the long term. You signed Shane Steichen to a long-term contract and he brought in all these personnel, uh, Tony Sperano, Jr., Cam Turner, JBC, uh, and, and Michael Pittman is a massive part of this. Okay. So I think that it was more of a respect thing, you know, Ballard saying, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to bind you to our franchise. We're going to let you do what you need to do for your family. Because at the end of the day, I know that these guys are millionaires, right? I know that they're professional athletes and they're in the limelight. This is still a freaking job. All right. It's a very high paying job and you still want to make as much money as humanly possible for your family and for yourself. So I, I think it was more of a respect thing, but absolutely. Michael Pittman is just as important, damn near as important as Anthony Richardson to this franchise as guys like Jonathan Taylor, Quentin Nelson, and anybody else on that offense. So fully expect number 11 to suit back up in a Colts uniform with a four-year, like 90-plus million dollar contract for sure. 
I would agree. So that's our show for tonight, guys. Really appreciate everybody tuning in to talk about Michael Pittman Jr. and his future with the Indianapolis Colts. want to give a shout-out to our Super Chats for the evening. Patrick Rye, all the way from Disney World, making Disney sure World. to come in and, and give his Super Chat. And then uh, my beautiful wife, Danielle, uh, for hers as well. And thanks to everybody else who joined in to talk Colts football with us this evening. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And if you haven't done so, please go follow us on all of our socials. Like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on X, and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I go live every Monday and Thursday night and for special breaking news episodes so you never miss us live. And if you can't catch us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there as well. So make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star review so we can reach other Colts fans just like you. Drake, let the people know what you've been writing on HorseshoeHuddle.com because you've got a couple really good ones out there on the site right now oh man you're a scholar and a saint thank you i did three colts who must improve the most in 2024 how five indianapolis colts graded in 2023 and then i have one coming out three free agents that the Colts should definitely consider signing and they're not big bank guys i think they're right there right there within the budget to the point where all three could potentially get inked up to contracts Make sure you go check those out. For myself, uh, there's been a lot of talk about pro football focus grades recently, but I think they still provide uh, some 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 really good insight, especially uh, some of the premium stats that pro football focus provides. So I do have out on the site, uh, I do have the top five uh, Colts that on offense, the top five graded Colts players on the offensive side of the ball for 2023, and soon I'll have out the top five defenders top five graded defenders on the Colts uh, for the 2023 season as well. Drake NFL nerd coming in hot with a final super it. chat saying finish the drink. Drake's going to finish that drink and while he does, go give him a follow. Go follow Drake at Drake on X. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL and we'll be back Thursday night to talk more Colts football with you all as the offseason is in full swing. So for Drake and myself, enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you Thursday night.